0: Hey, don't let it get lost amid all the fuss about quarterbacks and skill positions that the one individual on offense who's going to touch the ball on every single snap guaranteed has now been identified. Good morning to you. Good. Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. The Steelers are entering day three of what is officially considered phase three of OTAs. I probably ought to explain that. OTAs happen out of sight, meaning out of the view of people like me, for a couple of weeks. Mostly conditioning stuff, uh, classroom stuff. When they get out to the field, that's whenever it's opened up to media. This is the first week for that. As such, it also was the first week we were able to see some alignments and then do the requisite reporting from there to see if, you know, we actually saw what we thought we saw. No, we're just working right now, teaching and learning. Uh, there'll be plenty of time for that. I understand the nature of your question. Right. Um, but nobody's gonna win a job or lose a job out here in shorts in May. So um pardon me if I don't give you what you're looking for. And in the case, the vital case of the offensive line, it will in fact be maybe possibly Mason Cole delivering the snaps. At center. Now I asked Mike Tomlin to confirm that, and he didn't exactly come close to doing so. But I then went into the locker room and had a good conversation with Cole, who just struck me as just a terrific pro. Uh, really bright. He he thought about the answers that he gave. He was outspoken. Some of the things that you'd like to see emanate from that O-line this year, certainly as compared to last year when everyone seemed unsure of themselves individually and collectively. Here's some of the talk that I had with Cole. Now, the last time I saw you, we were up in Minneapolis, and you were having a pretty good day. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, not, not, bad, <laughs> not bad. That yeah, was. We're gonna have fun. some of those here. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about because you're a guy that you come with a reputation, anyway, of being a run blocker first. Uh, is that accurate? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know where that reputation comes from, but uh, I mean, I think as an offensive lineman, that's, that's got to be the biggest thing, right? Like, Everyone wants that, right? In this league, in this league, you got to run the ball to be successful, mm-hmm. so. Uh, I mean, if that's the case so be it um, you're out there snapping the ball playing center is that where you're most comfortable It's not where i feel most comfortable but uh, i'm pretty confident any of the three interior spots uh, really I mean, I, I played the most games at center, so that's where I feel most comfortable. But uh, center of guard, I've, I feel confident. I play at a high level. When you look at the running back, the starting running back that you have here, does that, I mean, I, I'm not going to keep making references back to Dalton Cook and everything else yeah, here, but yeah. at the same time, I mean, does that excite you as to what this running game can be here? Yeah, again, I mean, that's, uh, besides blocking, you got to have a back that's, that's willing to stick his nose in there and fall forward, and so that's huge. Uh, so, obviously, we're excited for Najee. After the year he had last year, try uh, to. T- t- a few together and uh, get them a bunch of yards and win some games. My last question for you. Um, you can bring in five offensive linemen for whatever, and it doesn't matter unless they unless they bond. Right. What's that going to require here? Uh, I think that's the biggest thing for this this group is is playing as a unit, playing together, uh, just getting close with each other. Uh, obviously, new faces in the room, including me. So just, just trying to build this bond with these guys and, and get as many reps as possible out of the field. Uh, with me and James not being here last year and some of these other guys, it's just the uh, main reps as possible is going to be huge for us. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at Park. Dot Edu. Show me an offensive lineman who loves to run block. And I'll show you an offensive lineman that you are going to love. All you have to do, and you heard me reference it multiple times there to Cole, is queue up the video of Steelers versus Vikings in Minneapolis from last year, and just follow him around. Put a circle around his helmet and just watch where he goes. And from there, watch all of where Dalvin Cook ran for his 245 yards. And then remind yourself how effortless it all looked for Cook, as if anyone could have been back there and picked up the same yardage total. Well, that had a lot to do with how awful the Steelers were on the defensive front. But in fairness, it had plenty to do with what Cole did. And I got to tell you, even though I sang the praises at the time for the Steelers to have entered free agency with the biggest pile of money they've ever had in such a situation and then to commit it as aggressively as they did, not just to Cole but also to James Daniels, and don't forget, toward keeping Chooks Okorafor, that was the one and only way, the only plausible way, that the offensive line was going to be addressed to anyone's realistic satisfaction. Because you could draft all you want. You could draft up to and including investing a first-rounder, and I know there were a lot of people who were behind that. The management wasn't. The management wanted to load up at quarterback. The management wanted to just throw everything they could at the most important position. But still, even from there, they could have gone toy shopping. You know, the stuff that the Browns have done for years. The Browns will take their money and they're looking for splash. They'll go and get themselves an OBJ or a Jarvis Landry and everyone will go, Ooh, look at Cleveland! And then they'll hold like a mythical parade in March to celebrate their March championship or whatever. If you do that, you're not addressing the foundation of your football team. And we all saw what it looks like when you don't do that, the foundation, of course, of any football team is the trenches, both sides of it. And Cole went from being a guy who exposed, in fairness, an injury-ravaged defensive line on the Pittsburgh end, and now Cole's going to go and be a part of the solution on the other trench. I I am just here for this. I am not guaranteeing that these guys are going to be great. As you heard me say to Cole, nothing, nothing is known until the group comes together, until there's a plan, until there's execution of that plan, until there's versatility to that offense. But man, this is a start. When we come back, just one question. in pennsylvania learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454 and today's j1q comes from todd singleton who asks you briefly mentioned in the tuesday daily shot a degree of curiosity or concern that omar khan uh your quote cap guy end quote would be above your quote Scout guy, end quote, meaning Andy Weidel in the front office pecking order. Can you address this point of view in more depth? What's your concern that the Steelers will slowly view talent more through an affordability lens than a performance one? or That the pyramid of professional scouts will feel marginalized over time because the scouts have lost the upper hand? Or is it something else? Yes, Todd, it's definitely something else. It is that when you are an expert in something and you would also like to be an expert in something else and you'd like to be that so much that you can delude yourself a little bit and lose some of the necessary humility that's inherent in excelling in a job that involves multiple forms of expertise, you might blow it. That's kind of what I'm getting at here, and let me try to be clearer this time. If I'm Omar Khan, and I am, here it comes again, the Cap Guy, and I have established myself as one of the premier Cap Guys in the world, meaning, you know, there's only 32 of these humans on the planet at any given time, and Omar's been doing it for a while and I fancy myself as having a football-slash-scouting acumen that's the equivalent of Andy Weidel or others on his scouting staff or, for that matter, the head coach of the football team, I could end up getting myself in trouble by attempting to insert myself into decisions that I might not be qualified to make Or to overturn when others attempt to make those decisions. Do you see what I'm saying now? In other words, know your place, know where it is that you can help the team the most. Be a leader. Work to make sure that all of the parts that are moving are moving in the way that you want them to, the way that you need them to. And that includes very much utilizing the resources at hand, meaning the human resources, meaning the people that are laying eyes on college players, the ones that are getting to know their families, their backgrounds, all that other stuff that happens behind the scenes away from the Mel Kuypers and so forth, and the reason the teams have so, 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 so much more information when it comes to these kids than every Independent outlet combined times a billion. Be the general manager. Be the one who, in this specific context, makes it all go. Be the one who oversees it. I'm just leery, Todd, of a situation where all of a sudden Omar fancies himself a scout. That's what I'm getting at here. If you'd like, I can give a A negative example of what I'm describing, and maybe it'll resonate with some of you uh, who follow the Pirates. Frank Coonley was the team's president and CEO for 12 years. He oversaw Neil Huntington, the general manager. And there were multiple occasions in which Coonley, because he wanted to be a baseball guy, overruled his general manager and their staff in once actually pulled the plug on a major trade with Cleveland which infuriated the Cleveland people because they thought they were talking to the head of the structure when they were dealing with Huntington the GM now eventually in 2019 when all those guys got fired bob nutting the owner of the franchise would hire a team president you know a ceo as well as a general manager and kept them on completely separate tracks where the team president and CEO oversees the business and the general manager is at the top of the structure for baseball does not have to answer in any way, shape or form to the team president slash CEO. And to date from everything I've gathered, that's been a much healthier structure. I know Travis Williams, Quite well, the team president and CEO of the Pirates. And I can tell you that what Travis knows about baseball scouting wouldn't fill the front side of an index card. And Travis has no problem admitting that. Now, I'm going to give Omar more credit than that. Omar has spent a lot of time around football and football fields and football evaluation settings. But I'm still like, you know... You know, just kind of stay where you're supposed to be, you know. Oh, I appreciate the question, Todd. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one tomorrow.